coming to you from the Spirit Lounge. I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa. And this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge, everyone, for another happy hour. Yay, we're back again. Yay, and back to Friday recording. Yeah, For a while it wasn't, Right, I feel. Yeah, because there was always something going on. Yeah. Either some one of us was sick or... It's typically that, really. It is. We're unhealthy. Right. <laughs> JK, we're not really. Well, we kind of are. But or are we? <laughs> Anywho. Yes. So, what's going on? Uh, well, I want to start out the show with a couple of uh, nice, fun, awesome comments. Do tell. First one coming in from uh, listener Meredith. Listener Meredith. Listener Woo! Meredith. Shout out Meredith. Uh, she sent a message about our coffee. Yeah. About our haunted happy hour coffee. So she's a fellow coffee lover. And she says... Just want to say once again how much I am loving your Haunted Happy Hour coffee. It's a consistently good cup every single time. Just brightened my entire afternoon. And then, this one's funny, then she says, for real, it's spooky how good it is. I feel like I'm transported to another spiritual plane. Being away from it haunts me. Woo! But I'm bump. It's like I feel like we have to use that in some totally. way. Totally. <laughs> that was great. Good for you. So, listener Meredith, thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts on our bourbon infused coffee. Yay, thank you. Anybody out there, if uh, you're a coffee lover, if you want to find out what Meredith's talking about, send us a message and we would be happy to hook you up with uh, some of our coffee. Uh, next really cool comment. Yes. So we met Nick Simons, big Nick Simons, uh, virtually Woo. on the Eternal Paranormal Vodcast that mm-hmm. we were on last weekend. Was yeah. it last weekend? Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it feels like forever it ago. Does. Oh my God. It this does. week felt like long. It, it did. I know. I'm but like that was tired. a lot of fun. It was a good time. It was an awesome show. I swear we chatted for like two hours or more yeah. and eventually i think it was derek derek was like i have to get up early in the morning <laughs> i have to go to work <laughs> we, need, we need to be done but it was awesome and i think i think it just made it fly by just yeah. because we were having a really great time it was fun and so uh nick nick simons from uh 28 days haunted hopped into the chat and so we got to meet him virtually and so after the vodcast we started just chit-chatting and he listened to a couple of episodes of the show. Oh, yeah. And he says, Drinks and Ghosts, instant favorite podcast. Yay! I was like, yay, Woo. Nick, I'm going to quote you. Yahoo. So I just did. So, <laughs> Nick, you're awesome. Uh, Shout I out, Nick. Talked to him. I was like, we're going to have to have you on the show soon at oh, some for point. Sure. So he's like, yeah, just let me know. So uh interview with nick coming in at some point probably here in the next year yeah tbd next year i swear it's like here coming up like totally a couple weeks already you believe it jeez i cannot it's flying by i feel like we just had thanksgiving you know i know and then now it's like christmas is tomorrow it's ridiculous speaking of do you have all your shopping done i thought i did (laughs) and then wishful thinking i completely forgot obviously 
uh our younger sister her birthday is christmas Mm -hmm. i don't know how Mm -hmm. i completely just like of course you forgot forgot about her this year (laughs) and all of a sudden you send the message with uh her her list her list of goods i'm like by the way and i was like holy crap you're right (laughs) i forgot how dare you so i hurried up and i just bought a couple of things real quick right then and there from her list but i think i'm still gonna buy like maybe one other thing not sure right so that's that's still up in the air Mm -hmm. and i think i do have everything else i must be nice i think i think i'm good i don't think i'm done yet i have to honestly double check and make sure because i've been so busy with work yeah and you know you just get home from work and you're like exhausted right Dead. so i died so yeah i have to double check that but you know according to good housekeeping the top most popular christmas gifts oh okay. so i'm gonna tell you the top five okay just in case you're still looking for something and that's for this year that's for this okay. year so number five cloud slides have you heard of those cloud slides i have yeah are they the ones that look like plastic or something Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to be cushy i don't get shoes these (laughs) days i really don't like maybe because you're not a teen (laughs) like these shoes that look like plastic and then you have like those did you ever you had to have those yeezy shoes oh yeah what the <laughs> heck are those things? I will say though, my daughter did want the cloud slides for there for a bit. I don't know if she wants them anymore, yeah. but a- apparently it's like pillows for your feet. Is it though? <laughs> it looks like plastic. <laughs> so number four mm-hmm. is a fidget toy pen. A fidget, fidget. toy pen. It's just like a, a pen that you know you can fidget with and you can shape it into different little creatures or little forms or whatever so it's kind of interesting i mean i think you would be playing honestly Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. i know though kids these days Mm -hmm. they're they're really into their fidgets so who knows number three Mm -hmm. is a three-in-one charging station oh i have seen those really popular with people that have the the iWatch, mm-hmm, right? It's that's mm-hmm. what that is. The iWatch, their yeah. phone, and then and then all these other yeah. charging area gadgets. Yeah. Number two, car cleaning gel. What do you think? Car cleaning gel. Is it that thing that looks like a putty? Yeah. Okay. I've actually seen this and yes. I almost bought it legit like two days ago because <laughs> I saw it pop up on my on my feed. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This looks dumb, but I think it actually kind of works. <laughs> so I went and I, yeah. I clicked on the link and uh-huh. I'm on Amazon and I'm okay. watching the video that they show you there. And I'm like, you're like, like, you're I, just enthralled in the I video, was. right? I'm like, I think I need it. <laughs> I didn't get it, though. But funny you say that, yeah. though, because on my way home, I was driving home from work mm-hmm. and I happened to look down. And I'm like, man, my dashboard has like all these crumbs. I'm like, I think I need that putty <laughs> thing. I swear I said that. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised this thing isn't on QVC. Is it on QVC? <laughs> don't, we don't know. I don't know. If it was, I would have bought Lola's it already. obsessed with QVC, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Number one, drum roll. Yes. It's a Kodak kodak mini pocket projector oh do you need a pocket projector i don't think so for all your projecting needs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's number one on the list huh. so who knows which is funny because mm-hmm. i feel like kids nowadays are very obsessed with kodak yeah kodak stuffs yes because mm-hmm. my daughter wants all those little what is it the little films yeah yep. yeah for her camera mm-hmm. yeah and i know uh my best friend she just bought like a whole 
Kodak camera dealy with yeah those films and everything mm-hmm. like a whole pack for mm-hmm. her niece which is around the same age oh okay and i'm just like gosh and i know somebody else at work was talking about the same thing yeah and i'm like geez well i did see that a lot of like the teens and the mm-hmm. tweens and all that they're really into the retro stuff yeah i don't know if you saw on my daughter's list she wants an actual telephone did you see I that did. i did see i that. know and my husband saw that and he started what cracking are you gonna up do with it i don't know just no look idea. at it well and i asked her i go what would you do with this she's like well can't you plug it in can't you do something can't you actually use it <laughs> like how she doesn't even know when she wants it i know and she's like well it's like do houses even still come with i i, I don't jacks know for and that? i said would you use it for de- decor or something she's like well yeah i think it'd be fun in my room because she does have a record player and she has the camera and all that. So. You know what, though? OK, I guess I can get on board with that because <laughs> I always thought it would be cool to have one of those phones that you put on the wall, mm-hmm. like the old timey ones where you have to talk into it and you hold oh, the thing up to your yeah. ear. Like, like Little House on the Prairie times. Like connect me to the operator type yes, thing. Yes, those. Uh, I always thought one of those would be cool. I've seen so she many She actually out. wanted one and I said no. And so then yeah. she saw that regular telephone and she's like, fine, I'll get this one. <laughs> I think those would be cool. That's I've hilarious. seen them at like flea markets yeah, or yeah. like random garage right. sales. They're always so expensive though. I know. Like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't I even work. And it, well, they actually have them. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> they actually have them on Amazon though. You might want to oh, check them out. They, they do because she was looking at them. Oh. I know. That's actually funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. That's cool though. So a uh, lot of cool stuff going on. Oh, and hmm. for anybody else that's interested, I know I brought up last episode that we had somebody reach out on Instagram mm-hmm. wanting one of our uh, coffee mugs. Oh, yeah. So I just placed another order cool. for them. Yes. So uh, once we're, we have them in stock, yep. we'll be up and rolling. We'll be ready to go and yep. we'll be getting one out to, uh, to that listener. And uh, if anybody else is interested, definitely just reach out, let us know. What did the mug say for those that didn't get a chance to see it? Do you remember uh, what it says? The one is says uh, literally dead tired. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of a skull. They're really cute. Skull and crossbones, I believe. Those actually sold out at the Paracon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if anybody wants one, definitely reach out. Yeah. So uh, with that what do we have going on for today's episode so for today we're going to be talking about listeners paranormal experiences as well as celebrity paranormal experiences so sit back get comfortable and pull up a drink before we get into it though let's talk about today's drink feature so today we have the gingerbread espresso martini i love the picture yes it reminded me of something that you could absolutely get at any kind of like martini bar. Yeah. And I feel like I'm I'm instantly going to like it because it looks very milky. Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> so for this one, you need uh, gingerbread syrup, Bailey's coffee liqueur, freshly brewed espresso, cinnamon for garnish, which that just I feel like it makes it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then we rimmed ours with some sugar crystals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, though, it. The picture seems deceiving, the one that we're going to post on our socials. Why? Because it looks like it would be difficult to make, but it's not. 
Right. It genuinely is not. It is so easy. Is it just kind of mixing all these things together? Yeah, totally. And then just making it look pretty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's super easy. Like, typically, I shy away from drinks like this only because I'm like, oh, my God, that looks hard. Well, I mean, if it's like the Baileys, the Baileys is pretty much already done. Right. Totally. I'm going to smell this. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yes, we're going to cheers right now. Lily has a plastic clink. Lily has a plastic cup right now. Mm, I have the glass. You know what? What? <laughs> You're like, you know what? It smells kind of almost like, and it looks like it. It what? looks, mine Mine looks slightly because I added a little bit of ice to mine to like keep it cool. Okay. It reminds me of horchata. Oh yeah. So horchata is, for those of you that don't know, it's like a Mexican drink, a uh, rice drink, rice water drink with oh, cinnamon. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. You like it? And you... I actually paired it with a cookie. Oh, this is delicious. Yay. Delicious. I don't know if it's the fact that I added ice to mine. Yeah. So clearly you can add ice if right. you want. Right, you can. Or actually, I had mine like right out of the coffee maker. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it wasn't, I mean, I, I waited till it kind of like cooled off. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like scalding hot. Mm-hmm. But I poured it into the glass. Mm-hmm. It was nice warm. It oh. actually really was. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it tastes for mine with again with the ice, it tastes yeah. very refreshing. You can definitely taste like the the cinnamon and the syrup. I love that. Yeah. I love kind of that that hint of sweetness. Yeah. That's like perfect because it's not too much. I know. I love it. This one's good. Again, this is another one that could get dangerous pretty quickly. So oh, <laughs> and I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show. This is our last episode of the year, by the way. And I wanted to make a good drink for our last episode of the year. I was just about to say, I'm like, oh, this is going to this is a great drink to kind of like end the year. (laughs) To wrap it up. Right. But I was like, oh, wait, I didn't even say it. You're like, oh, wait, it is. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So this is a great drink. Perfect. Yeah. To end it. So it was funny because I wanted to pair it with a little gingerbread cookie. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, it'd be fun to get. Like, did you not have any? Well, I did. Look at my cookie. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is that? It was like a, a snowman, a fat snowman. Well, okay, so look at the packaging, though. Like, doesn't it look like it has arms? <laughs> so then I thought, oh, cute. It comes with, like, a Christmas tree cookie. Oh, so you got, like, a little star. assortment it was of, assortment. like, holiday cookies. And then a little gingerbread guy. So I go to p- take it out, and it's literally a blob. <laughs> Oh, we have to post that. We picture. have to post it. <laughs> so then I, I was like, it legit looks like a snowman. I know. So I'm like, how am I gonna sit this on the rim? My first round, I tried it. It freaking it sank work. in the drink, and it totally Aww. like started sinking. I'm like, no. So I was yelling at my daughter. I'm like, go get me a spoon. <laughs> She's like running to the kitchen. We have to, we have to save this guy. So it was hilarious. Was She's there like, only one in there? No, there was like, uh, it was, it came in a little pack. So oh, okay. a little pack of like maybe five of each of them. Oh, that's so I was funny. like, gosh, dang it. It didn't work out. But I did rest the little red star. <laughs> the star stood up. The star stood up at the bottom. I decided to put it at oh, the bottom of the glass funny. instead of at the top. But I'm like, gosh, dang it. It would have been cute. You sat the little gingerbread guy down there. Well, the little fake gingerbread. The little, bl- the little blob. Gingerbread blob. Christmas blob. <laughs> that looks like the kind of gingerbread that you would make. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad it guy. It spreads well, out. Well, actually, I know it does spread out. He's happy though. 
I mean, he's a happy guy. <laughs> that is so weird. We'll have to post it on the socials. Why would they call that a gingerbread cookie? Because <laughs> look, it does look like it, doesn't it? It looks like it on has packaging. arms and it's a gingerbread man. I know. So I pull it out. My daughter's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is that? I'm like, uh, a gingerbread man, but it's not. <laughs> That is so funny. I love that. That's the cutest. I That's know. actually really cute. We'll have to post this Maybe so you guys can see. Maybe it's supposed to be a snowman. Maybe it is, but then why would you why would you make it like that on the yeah, package? Yeah, it looks like a gingerbread guy. I know. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very, very deceitful. It is actually. God. <laughs> All right. So for the drink. For the drink. Um. You already told us what it has. Yes. What's the rating? Rating. I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish I would have tried it. I wish I would. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have had it not in a plastic Comic Con glass. No, <laughs> I thought you were gonna pour the ice that I'm putting in here into oh. another glass. I didn't know you were pouring it in here. That's so funny. You're like here, and I'm like, okay, I guess she wants it in that. Um, no, I wish I would have known that it was also good warm because mm. I didn't know what kind of a drink you were actually making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh, I figured it's something that was going to have to stay cold. So that's why I gave you the ice. I um, see. But I feel like maybe I would have liked it a little Here, bit try, better. Try it in mine. Warm. Mine doesn't have ice and it's actually in a glass. So Lily's going to try it. She's sipping it now. And mm. yeah, I should have had it. Like it's that. different, right? It's completely different. <laughs> It tastes okay. So it's a martini. Yeah. So gingerbread espresso martini. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yours definitely has more of that martini mm-hmm. type of like texture. Mm-hmm. Mine is more of kind of just a cocktail of yeah, sorts. That's true. That's true. So I feel like it. This is actually two completely different drinks. Right. Tasting it like this, mm-hmm. the martini version that you have, I do like it. Mm-hmm. So if I were to drink it exactly how you made it, sans ice, <laughs> I would give it a five. Good. Yeah. Because I really do think this is a five drink. The way that I'm drinking it, I would give it a four. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So the martini itself, though, that's what makes it. Yes. You can't put ice in it. Uh, okay. And, and you and you can't have it in a plastic <laughs> cup. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know that you were gonna put it in this. You're like, cup. I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, I see you pouring it in here. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> plastic cup. Sure. Cheers to that. All right. So now that we have our drink, let's get into some supernatural talk and experiences. So I know that Vanessa, you and I have kind of been planning this episode for a while, mm-hmm. just because. We've come across people Mm -hmm. that share their experiences with us, you know, and not even really for the show, really more so like, oh, my gosh, hey, guess what happened? Or, hey, what do you think about this? Or even like, you know, me and you, where we've had so many different experiences. Totally. And it's funny because I was thinking back to when we were on uh, Eternal Paranormals vodcast and like, oh, have you guys had any experiences? I'm like, where do we even start? Gosh. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. Because I've never actually really even thought about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if you had to put a number to how many uh-huh, experiences uh-huh. you've had. Yeah. I knew obviously we've had some, but it wasn't until I really started thinking about mm-hmm. it. Then I'm like, oh, my gosh, we've actually had a lot. And the thing is, it's, it's not like, um, I don't know, we could actually describe a whole event out of it. Yes. It's just little 
things in passing here and there. Right. Like I could literally off my head, yes. like tell you a, an experience that happened really quickly when mm-hmm. we were little. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you want me to share it really quick, but do it. our grandma had passed away. I, oh my gosh. I was wondering if you were going to tell this story yeah. and if you weren't, I was yeah. going to save it till the end, but yeah, yeah go it ahead. was very, very impressionable. I yeah. think. And I remember our mom was pretty down about it for the longest time. Yeah. Mom comes up to us uh-huh. and said, I asked grandma if she could give me a sign yes. if she can hear me. Right. Cause mom always talked to her, things like that. She and was cleaning that day. Wasn't she? Yeah, she was cleaning. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, just to give you a background in our culture in the Hispanic culture, we were taught even at a young age that, you know, you're not supposed to be afraid of death. That's just what it is in our culture. So I remember Eternal Paranormal asked us, oh, when did you get into, you know, the paranormal? But basically it's been around like, you know, ever since we can remember. So our moms always told us a lot of stories of, you know, distant relatives, you know, things that happened to them paranormal wise. But it was just like a thing. So back to mom's story. Mm -hmm. She goes, look what happened. Mm -hmm. And then she brings us over and she had these little figurines, right. you know, sitting up. What was it on the radiator or something mm-hmm. like that? Like mm-hmm. she just had little figurines like decorative. Right. They were all of them. I, I want to say four or five figurines just down, face down, mm-hmm. all of them in a row. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our mom is very particular as far as everything has to be in its place. Right. The way that she puts it down has to be like that no one can touch anything especially like her figurines and things like that so So obviously that wasn't something that she did exactly it wasn't exactly and she knew we wouldn't go over there she's like oh my god look and we all we both looked and we just didn't know what to think right right they're all face down and she's like this is the sign Mm -hmm. this is it Mm -hmm. and we're like yeah it looks it's true it looks like it is a sign Mm because no one else is going to touch those things right I mean, we pretty much agreed with her at that point and kind of accepted it as Mm -hmm. just being, yeah, that was our grandma. Right. And it's like, it's crazy, though, because, I mean, just like you said, there's been so many, so many instances of things like that that have happened, but it's never anything really more that's been kind of involved with the experiences. Mm -hmm. But interesting to me that I saw, I was reading, I've been reading a a lot of different things. And something that I came across was that they say that ghosts are among the most widely believed of paranormal phenomena. Millions of people are interested in ghosts. Of course, Mm -hmm. us, all of you out there who are listening are obviously, of course, interested. Or intrigued in some format. Right. So I, I, it's, it's crazy because I mean, I guess I never really stopped to think about it, but yeah, I mean, so many people really are, like you said, intrigued or believe in it. And according to the Pew Research Center, which is a nonprofit organization that educates on trends that shape the world, 83% of Americans believe that there are things that happen that cannot be explained by science or natural causes. Oh my gosh. 83%. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of people. I actually wouldn't have expected that, but. I didn't either. And when I came across that, I I was, I was a little dumbfounded. I'm Mm going to say, because Mm -hmm. I, I guess I've just come across so many skeptics. Absolutely. Yes. And sometimes it's difficult to believe that so many people do believe in 
otherworldly type of things. You know what I've come to realize too, though? We, I absolutely agree with you with a skeptic. Yes. I also think that people that do believe Mm -hmm. are afraid to say, you know, I don't know if you've felt that, but I, I've felt that, you know, like people don't want to say that they believe, or sometimes I feel like, well, they're like, well, yeah, uh," you know, and then I come to find out, oh gosh, you're 100% a believer or you do get it or you're on that level. You know, I Mm -hmm. just feel like they don't really want to come out and say that 100% they are, you know what I mean? For one reason or another, Correct. whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see that. I mm-hmm. can see that. Mm-hmm. And I know we mentioned this in an earlier episode, but I want to mention it again just because it makes sense here. So in a survey conducted by, again, the Pew Research Center, almost one in five Americans said that they've seen or been in the presence of a ghost. One in five. Wow. That's a lot. Like, it is a lot. If you're in a room with five people, one of you has seen yes. something. Yeah. I mean, if you just kind of pause to think about that, that's a little bit unbelievable mm-hmm. in, in itself. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so, I mean, as we've talked about before, ghost stories have had a place in history for centuries. They're talked about prominently in the folklore of many cultures. And we've covered a number of these actually in past episodes, like even talking about, I was remembering last year how we did our Uh, holiday episode with all Mm -hmm. those different stories from around the world Mm -hmm. so just really quick plug for that one if you want to get into the holiday uh spirit if you will (laughs) yeah go back and listen to that episode as well uh but ghostly fact Mm -hmm. a couple of interesting things that i stumbled upon so the first there is a first recorded ghost story like i never would have even thought about this (laughs) But the first recorded ghost story comes from the first century AD. Wow. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I would have never. Neither would I. Neither did I. When I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh. And I saw this on the History Channel. (laughs) Oh, okay. And it was written by a Roman author named Pliny the Younger. And Pliny reported that the specter of an old man with a long beard and rattling chains was haunting his house in Athens. So That's interesting. That's really cool. So maybe you could share that at a fun party or something. At your, or, at your next holiday party. Or even like you could win at trivia or something. <laughs> Pliny the Younger. First ghost story. <laughs> That's crazy yeah. though. That's wild. Yes. So cool. Uh, another fun fact. In 856 AD, the first poltergeist was reported at a farmhouse in Germany. Hmm. The poltergeist tormented the family living on the property by throwing stones and starting fires. Wow. Like that's so I never, I never would. I don't know why. I mean, because clearly spirits, ghosts, whatever you want to call them have been around for almost ever, Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the fact that I just never would have thought. Yeah, to me neither. Go back I didn't think about it that far. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Exactly. But I just thought that was super crazy. And so as I was reading through things, I stumbled upon this article by Aaron Sagers that he wrote for the Travel Channel. And he says, the paranormal peaked in the U.S., in the mid-19th and early 20th centuries with the introduction of spiritualism 
which embraced communication with the spirit world. I know we've talked about this in a couple of episodes as well. Mm -hmm. So seances became a popular pastime. People would gather in homes and auditoriums to connect with the dead. Mary Todd Lincoln, Mark Twain, and Harry Houdini were among the American celebrities who became part of the common paranormal conversation. I feel like that's always kind of intrigued me as Mm -hmm. well. The fact that you can pinpoint a time Mm -hmm. in our history in our culture that realistically the paranormal was so accepted to the point where people would create these specific rooms in their houses for holding seances yeah and have parties yeah invite people to right. do this yeah that's what happens when you don't have tv or <laughs> internet or anything that's true what else are you gonna do <laughs> And I love it, though. I, I know. I, I want a room. So cool. I want a room for seances in my house. <laughs> I want to have seance parties. <laughs> but beyond ghosts, future president Teddy Roosevelt wrote of frontiersmen's encounters with a Bigfoot-like creature in 1893, and other Sasquatch stories would periodically make their way into the news. Long before the Battle of Los Angeles in 1942. Or the Roswell incident in 1947, mysterious airships that they called were reported in the skies above the U.S. And newspaperman S.E. Hayden wrote about the crash of such a ship in Aurora, Texas in 1897, about six years before the Wright brothers' first flight. Oh, my gosh. That is so interesting. So it's like the fascination with the spirit world has always mm-hmm. been there. Always. Mm-hmm. I mean, since apparently first century AD. Yeah. That's crazy. And there's always been these unexplainable things that have happened and that have been recorded. I mean, Roosevelt, come on. Yeah. These are people, though, that aren't spending time on their phone looking down. <laughs> They're actually looking up in the skies. They're not millennials. <laughs> <laughs> or or what's the generation now? What's oh, your gosh. daughter? Oh my god, I can't. I don't Gen even Z? Gen Z, I Is think. That? Yeah. I'm like I don't I can't even keep track anymore. I don't know either. A B C D E F G I have no idea. <laughs> what comes after this? Double A? I mean, <laughs> we're back to that. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Are they going to go into numbers? <laughs> Z1. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, even though this curiosity and fascination has seemed to have always been there. I think that there have been some lulls, I'm going to say, I'm going to say some lulls in the interest in the paranormal throughout the years Mm -hmm. since the peak of seances, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost kind of like a wave up and down. Yeah. Like, what do you think? I think so, too, and I agree. I, I think, though, that it's extremely interesting that it has dragged into our present day Mm -hmm. so it's 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 been steady it's been going Mm -hmm. throughout the years but it's it's so interesting that it's still there it's never gone away yeah you're right and i feel like more so now with you know the cons and everything going on and the shows that we're watching i feel like it's starting to become more mainstream yeah and i think it's really cool though i 100 percent agree and it's interesting you say that because Mm -hmm. i was reading an article in psychology today actually that was talking about how belief in the paranormal is becoming more and more widespread 
with mainstream paranormal beliefs having more of an increased social acceptance. There you go. And with the inception of paranormal TV shows, Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. easily see that correlation. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. So paranormal TV, Mm -hmm. it catapulted it. It did. Mm -hmm. It did. Because I feel like, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like it allows believers to explore and pretty much like validate their own experiences and kind of providing that sense of community. I mean, just like right. with the cons, right. like you just said it, like cons are kind of for a community of whatever it is, to whatever that together. whatever that topic is. Yeah. And so with all these different paranormal type of conventions or these paranormal TV shows or even what we do, paranormal mm-hmm. podcasts. I mean, they're all of this is a community. Right. Sharing those same beliefs, it makes you feel like a part of something. Right. And it's very cool that all these people can come together and feel welcome. Right. You know, feel like they're sharing something. And it's funny you say that because so our barista that joined us at the mm-hmm. Haunted Rock Island YMCA Paracon. Right. She's never really considered herself really big into paranormal. She knows about things, obviously, because uh, I would talk to her about certain mm-hmm. things or yeah. she's she's watched paranormal shows. Okay. You know, she'll get into them and this and this. Mm-hmm. But she's never really been hardcore into it. Right. Okay? Right. Until we asked her to be a part of this with us and help us out. And I was talking to her the next day. She's like, you know, what's weird? She's like, I felt so good being there. Like, I felt like I was a part of something like hmm. this community of paranormal enthusiasts is just amazing everybody is so accepting everybody just loves you everybody is genuine yeah she's like and it's incredible but also sad at the same time that you don't really find that it's true it's true it's rare Mm -hmm. i mean i loved it like i i was on a high for both were ages (laughs) after that it does give kind of a platform to Mm -hmm. people to kind of help validate what they are going through 100 percent. yes so a part of these shows also though is that they generally feature testimonials from people claiming to have had personal experiences with the paranormal which adds to that entertainment curiosity and fascination with the unknown and i think that's a part of the shows that is really interesting to kind of hear what other people's experiences Mm -hmm, have been. mm -hmm. Because if you happen to go to a certain location, I mean, at least for me, I like to be aware of what other people have felt. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I'm probably not going to feel the same thing that they have, that they did, but it's just really another interesting tidbit to kind of be aware of. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like that's, I don't know. That's what super intrigues me about whenever I watch those shows Mm -hmm. and I see what they've gone through. I just think it's so, I don't know. It just draws me in. Yeah. I'm so interested in that. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, and even in the stories that we do, you know, just other people going to XYZ hotel or going to this, uh, whatever, a ghost town, I don't know, museum, whatever. And whatever they've dealt with, you know, I think it's so cool to hear Mm -hmm. those stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, stories are amazing. And I mean, as we're talking about testimonials of certain locations, I mean, that kind of leads into our discussion of supernatural experiences, our personal experiences, listener experiences. 
But before we get into those, we thought it'd be fun to touch on a few celebrity personal experiences. I know we've watched a couple of episodes of the celebrity ghost story. Mm -hmm. Yep. And those are always fascinating. Those are fun. Those are fun. It's interesting. Hmm. You feel mm -hmm. like, oh, gosh, they totally know. They, yeah. They, they get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the format of the show because it's like, I don't know, like maybe three short stories yes. of these celebrities. But the celebrities really are giving you all these details about what happened yeah. to them. And it's so cool because it's like, wow, they went through that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You know, right. And so you I don't know. I don't know about you, but you kind of look at them differently. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah, right. I mean, on on the topic of celebrity experiences, mm -hmm. who do you who do you have to report? on? Well, I want to share one about Miley Cyrus. Mm. She talked about an encounter she had in 2009. She said that the London flat she was staying in for her European tour was haunted. She stated, quote, it was seriously so terrifying. It used to be a bakery and they turned it into an apartment building. I was having really crazy dreams. So she was saying that they were like vivid dreams one night. So she was just hanging out and she heard her little sister scream. Oh, gosh. She was taking a shower. She ran in. And somehow she saw this. The knob had flipped to hot <gasps> by itself. And it was so hot that it was burning her skin. Oh, God. Yeah. And she said her skin was turning <gasps> red. <clears throat> so wow. that was one incident. Then she said that her aunt had come in like, you know, a couple days later. Mm -hmm. Her aunt was going to leave. So she managed to lock all the doors make mm -hmm. sure it was secure as we do mm -hmm. she came back to find all the doors unlocked and the windows were open so miley and her sister begged her aunt to tell their mom mm -hmm. because their mom did not believe them oh wow did not believe that things were happening and so miley said i will never stay there ever again so she did say that they did look into the history of the building. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Just because they were curious. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it was a business that was passed down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So it was a very, very old building. Mm -hmm. As the generations moved on, they did pass, okay. pass away in the building. So due to all of that, I mean, there were people in there coming and going. And if it was a bakery at one point, all of that, you know, all those people coming in and out, as we've talked about in our past episodes mm -hmm. she was pretty much absolutely scared wow is what she had said so Gosh, yeah. i would be too she just didn't feel at ease there at right. all she did not feel comfortable mm. and their mom even like so the mom didn't the mom didn't believe it because she didn't experience anything then so that she didn't say mm -hmm. but she just said that the mom didn't believe it. and she was mm. she was she was basically telling them to stop because you're gonna scare your little brother is oh, what it was okay but I guess my thing is, is that this is going on. And then she had a prep for her. Oh God, she probably had a concert that doing, day. You yeah. know, it's like, how Yeesh. can you how can you relax? So what <clears throat> other one do you have to share? So the next one is Carrie Fisher. Ooh. Yeah. Love Carrie Fisher. So she said she was living in a big house alone at the time. And she had a friend that came to visit her because he wanted to attend the Academy Award parties with her. Mm -hmm. So he just came to hang out for the weekend is really what it was. 
She said that Hira had arrived Friday and then that night they had gone to several parties. So he stayed out. She came home because she was just tired that day, she said, and she just went to bed. Okay. Later on, he wound up coming home. He shared the bed with her okay. just because his assistant was actually in the spare room. Oh, so they okay. were best friends, All right. you know. So he came in, he crawled into bed next to her. The next morning, she got up and realized that he was unresponsive. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. She tried hard to get him to wake up. But she realized that he had died that night. Oh, no. Yeah. So she was really trying to, like, just get him up. She was banging on him. She was hitting him. She was doing all sorts of things. So she called 911. Later, she found out that he had died of heart failure in the night is what happened. Yikes. So she actually wound up blaming herself for it because she felt like it would have not happened if she had woken up. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that could have happened, but I don't know. So then after the death, she said that there seemed to be a feeling of something or someone else in the house. She felt like it was her friend that was lingering. When she would come home, her friend's name was Greg. Mm -hmm. She would come home and say, hi, Greg, I'm back. She would just always do that. Then she said she would hear noises in the house. So it was quiet at first. And then eventually once she started saying hi or greeting then that's when the noises started. Wow. Eventually, Carrie brought a date home and happened to mention to her date that her friend Greg is around and happens to make sounds throughout the house. Her date didn't believe her. Eventually, there was a loud sound which occurred several times in the evening while her date was there. And then one night, she recounted that she was sitting in her room super late. Okay, so she was in her bedroom. She was writing is what she said. Mm -hmm. So she had a gag toy. So one of those gag toys that you would push the button and it just says, hey, is that you? Or, you know, okay. And then it like sometimes it curses and it has a funny sound or whatever. And it would say just like vulgar things, you know. So it was a gag gift that she got like from other friends. Mm -hmm. And so as she was deep in thought, all of a sudden from the other room, she heard the gag toy loudly say are you talking to me <gasps> i know oh geez and so she paused right so she was just like what the heck so that really scared her right but she ignored it because she realized okay it's probably greg mm-hmm. it probably really is him so she kept you know she tried to calm herself down and then she went about her business again mm-hmm. so all of a sudden she heard it again oh, gosh and it said, hey, are you talking to me? <laughs> and so she it just startled her. She And so she was over it wow. by then. Mm-hmm. Got up, goes to the other room. And she's like, I knew where it was. It was in a drawer. <gasps> so she goes to open the drawer, grabs the toy. And in her hand, it said it again. <gasps> yeah. Wow. And so at that point, she just, she dropped the toy. And she actually told Greg, Greg, you have to stop. It's not funny anymore. So she really got scared. Yeah, she really Mm -hmm. got scared. So she actually wound up telling um, her publicist at the time Mm because she was writing a book. And the publicist actually recommended uh, a medium Mm -hmm. to come to the house to chat with her and just to see what was going on. The medium came to the house and explained to her 
that Greg couldn't accept that he was gone too mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. And that's why he just, he couldn't. Like he wouldn't leave. Right. He couldn't leave. The medium said he was pulled out of life abruptly and felt like he was in distress and he didn't accept leaving. Mm-hmm. So his distress was actually channeling onto Carrie. Mm. So she actually just felt distressed this whole time. She, oh. she felt stressed out. She felt, you know, just worried, things like that. So then after that, Carrie did understand, okay, I get it. Greg is going to be here. I'm going to accept it. And in the meantime, I want him to feel comfortable. And I want him to know that I feel comfortable in his presence. Right. But I want him to know that I am totally okay whenever he's ready to move on. Mm -hmm. So that was the deal. So yeah. Wow. That was her story. I don't know how I would react to that. Like I've thought about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like if a friend passes or a family member passes and you do have those repetitive experiences Mm -hmm. like that. It's still creepy scary nonetheless right, exactly because you don't expect it though you know it's just i mean what do you think because you know I, of course you're gonna get scared i mean i always joke around you know with my friend i'm like oh well if i die i'm gonna come back and haunt you i, I say that's my husband too you know, and <laughs> i totally get it and she'll say the same thing to me too mm-hmm. but then sometimes i do stop and think about it and mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh that might actually be kind of scary <laughs> Well, my my husband's like, are you going to come back and haunt me? But by yelling at me or telling me what to do or telling me that something isn't put in its place. And I said, well, if you keep this up, up, maybe put it away. (laughs) Go do the dishes. (laughs) You folded that wrong. (laughs) I'll hear you in the corner. (sighs) Sighing. I'm serious. Sighing of disapproval. (laughs) Like, oh, that's just my wife that passed. (laughs) she's mad again surprise right <laughs> oh my gosh uh but man oh carrie yeah carrie Fisher. Oh, darn it carrie uh next next uh next and last celebrity ghost story that we have alice cooper Ooh, alice yeah big fan of alice uh in this one this one i actually took it uh verbatim word for word in his own words Mm -hmm. courtesy of celebrity ghost stories so alice says my stage show is full of scary stuff so i know how to scare people and this was one of the things that was unnerving because i knew that i hadn't set it up this was stuff that was just going on without any of my control it was about 1982 and i had just finished my stint for alcoholism in a hospital When I came out, I came out with the attitude that I'm going to do things for myself. I called Shep, my manager, and I said, I don't want to do something on stage right now. Shep said, we were offered to do a movie soundtrack in Spain, and it was called Monster Dog. I said, okay. Joe Perry of Aerosmith was also contributing music. Joe had just gotten out of rehab also, and both of us were fairly fragile. I asked Shep, I said, Joe and I want to work on these songs. Where should we go? He says, you know, I have a house up in Copeg, New York. It's no big deal for you to go up there to this abandoned house and write these songs. I called Joe and he says, yeah, let's do it. So I showed up with my assistant. Joe showed up with his assistant. The house was fairly ominous looking. It was sort of sitting on its own with a lot of land fairly desolate with a lake. 
if you drove by this house, it wouldn't be the kind of place that you would say, oh, good, let's go stay there. I just went, well, so what? It's an old bleak house. We're just going to write songs. Who cares? As soon as we just got there, I said, I'll take this bedroom in here. So I took my suitcase out, put it on the bed, and I opened it up. I went into the bathroom, came back, and the suitcase is closed. Of course, I thought, well, my assistant did that. And I go back into the bathroom, and the water's on. He couldn't have gotten past me to go into the bathroom to turn the water on. And why would he anyways? I turn the water off. I go back in the room. Two or three shirts are laid out there on the bed. Again, I thought, well, Bob, my assistant, came in and did that. I finally went in and I said, Bob, were you helping me unpack in the other room? And he says, no, I've been in my room the whole time. So I'm starting to think, okay, it's me. I just got out of the hospital. Maybe I'm a little bit off. I'm a little anxious about writing, but there's a point where you go, I know I didn't do that. So now I'm starting to look around thinking, what's next? It felt like prankish, like playful poltergeists or children. It was more juvenile, it felt like, until that night. Right over the basement, you could start hearing noises. With the first big sound, I credited that to the boiler. I figured, well, this house is old. It's got old pipes. A boiler can make a few noises, but this literally sounded like furniture being dragged across the floor. That's when I said to Joe, you know, it was weird today. I said, every time I put something down, I walk in the other room, come back, and it wasn't there, or it was in a place where I didn't leave it. And he says, you too? He said, I thought I was going insane. At this point, I said, does anybody else care that there's something going on downstairs? We go down to the basement and suddenly I feel the pressure of a hand on my back. I mean, you could feel the fingers. You know, it was a hand. It wasn't just a blunt object. The hand was on my back and I went, Joe, very funny. But Joe was on the other side of the room and he goes, what? That's not me. And I had that immediate momentary panic of going, there's a hand on my back right now. We ran through the door and I could not wait to get out of that room. I said, I'm not going down there. And honestly, I really don't want to write here anymore. Let's get out of here tomorrow. And we did. Right as we were leaving, I remember looking over at the lake. I kept getting this picture of an old man standing there looking over this lake. It was just kind of odd. So I called up Shep the next day and I said, Shep, anything you want to tell me about that house? We had to leave. The place. It's a haunted house. I said, there's things living there. He said, the first family that lived at the house, who built the house, experienced the tragedy. One of the kids drowned in the lake. People had seen the old man looking over the lake. Was the connection to the child drowning in the lake coming back and playing tricks in the house? So that was kind of a, an intense story yeah. account from, from Alice Cooper. Wow. And it's cool because all of three of these different stories from these guys, I thought they're very relatable, honestly, mm -hmm. because, I mean, with the exception of this hand on Alice's back, 
I mean, the rest of the things are kind of like things that I don't want to say would be normal to mm-hmm. experience, but mm-hmm. they're a little bit more common. Right. Exactly. So uh, with that, though, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have our personal and listener experiences to share. We'll be right back. Greetings, friends. Do you have a taste for the unknown? Are your days plagued with thoughts of the strange and morbid? Has your thirst to know about the world's most sadistic killers ever been quenched? If not, then I'm here to help. Join me on the Nightcap Nebula podcast, where I, your humble storyteller, take you on a glorious ride into the mysterious universal abyss. Learn why your neighbor might be harboring a really horrible secret, or if that conspiracy theory you thought was false turned out to be real. Whatever your dark desire, you'll find it here. Follow me on Instagram at the Nightcap Nebula Pod for updates to the show and listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Until then, be safe and stay curious. Now, back to your program. All right, welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about supernatural experiences. And we wanted to get into a few personal experiences and listener experiences. So I know we've been asking you guys to submit any kind of uh, story that you guys had to share. And we did get a couple. So I know, Vanessa, you have our first one up. So care to share. Yes. So this comes to us from listener Emily. She says, we used to go to this 1950s hotel on the beach and my baby brother was with us on vacation for the first time. My family had been going to this hotel for a decade. I always felt like it had a creepy vibe to it. We had all of his toys and his baby walker with wheels all packed away in the closet. One night, I got really hot and couldn't sleep, so I got up and went to turn on the air. The light switch was way down at the end of the hall. As it got near the closet, a glowing ghostly baby on a baby walker flew out of the wall right in front of me and into the opposite wall right in my path. Everyone else was asleep and had not seen this. I was way too scared to go back to my room, so I just stayed in the living room the rest of the night. The strangest thing was it sort of looked like my baby brother. My baby brother had a twin who my mom lost during pregnancy. I didn't tell my mom until many years later. I'll always wonder if it was his twin. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Oh my goodness. I know it. You know, it's funny because that's not the first time that I've heard of hauntings, I guess, with regards to a twin that was lost. Oh, really? I was watching another show. Mm -hmm. I want to say this was probably last week. And there was this account of this family. Uh, They had early on in their pregnancy, they had twins. Okay. Probably a month into it, the one of them was lost. Okay. So the other twin was born fine and everything was great. And after they brought the one home, they noticed that one specific toy that would make noise 
was always going off and they couldn't figure out oh my why. Gosh, yeah. And so they would cut, they kept going back to it. Mm-hmm. And eventually they thought, Oh, I wonder if this is the other, the other baby. And they, they oh, had geez. a name for that baby. They, oh my gosh. Yeah. They did a whole ceremony and everything for this Aww. baby. So that was sad. Yeah. And so I think they named her angel. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, Angel, is that you? Like, are you are you still here with us? And the toy, the lights on the mm-hmm, toy would light mm-hmm. up. Oh my god! So they were talking to <gasps> what they believed was their wow. baby that was lost. That's amazing. Yet sad at the same yes. time. Oh my gosh! I mean, there's a lot of research mm-hmm. that I mean, even twins just in yeah. general have this really crazy, incredible connection. Okay. And so there's theories that even in death, that that still could oh my be gosh. some sort of a connecting factor. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very cool. So next listener story. Next listener. Uh, listener Sarah submitted a, a story and one of many, I'll say. We're just going to read one today, though. So one night... Sarah and her wife had decided to go out to dinner, and so their two toddler kids stayed home with the babysitter. The kids stay with the babysitter on occasion, so it's nothing new for them. But on their way home from dinner, the babysitter texts them to let them know that one of the kids didn't want to go to bed. She had gone to lay in bed, but eventually got up and didn't want to stay in there. So she said she was waiting up for her moms to be home. When Sarah and her wife got home, They go talk to their little girl that's still up and ask her what's going on. Why didn't she want to sleep? At this point, Sarah starts recording video of her child's account. The child says that she was in bed, but she got up and left the room because she saw someone in there and she got scared. She went on to describe the person. The kids have bunk beds and she says that the person was as tall as her bed. She said it had eyes and a nose but kind of invisible and shadowy. The person stood there and didn't say anything. She says she thinks it was another grandma, but she didn't know them. They very much believe that this child is a sensitive because this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Oh my gosh. First of all, kids. (laughs) Okay. We know. Kids are creepy. (laughs) Kids are creepy as we talked about. (laughs) No, but... Kids can, you know, sense things. They can. I really, truly believe that. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yes. But the fact that she said she thinks it's another grandma. So do they think, I wonder, could it be a grandma? You know what I mean? Like when she first said that, mm -hmm. they had thought that it could possibly be Sarah's grandma that had passed. Okay. But they're not, they're not sure because Mm -hmm. even the child has pointed out pictures of that grandma that's passed. Okay. And she she's seen mm-hmm. this grandma before. Not in real life because she never really met, but she's they believe she's seen her spirit. Oh my gosh. But the fact that she didn't seem to say or lean towards saying that it was that one was kind of what threw it a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like maybe I don't know like if she's saying grandma, maybe she just means it's some old person. Old person. Oh my, that would be creepy. Yeah, I don't know if it wasn't a grandma. Crazy. Oh my gosh, that is so cool though. I love yeah. that. 
Jeez. Our next story we have listener Grant. This one says I was 22 living in my apartment around 2002 or 2003. I remember I was asleep and I had this really warm feeling on my back that woke me up. When I turned to look in a corner of my room, I saw my grandma standing there. What was strange about it is that it was the apparition of her, but she had not passed away at the time. My grandma actually lived in that town as well, but quite a ways from me. I also would have heard her come into my room if it was actually her. What I remember about that encounter is that as she was looking at me, she said nothing. I did, though, get an overwhelming feeling of disappointment, like she was channeling that emotion on me. What I gathered from that experience is that she was disappointed in me at the time and wanted me to, I guess, shape up and get my act together. Perhaps still living the lifestyle of a college kid is not what she wanted for me. I was partying a lot with my friends, and I think she was worried about me or thinking about me, and I guess this was her way of connecting with me. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I mean, you said that he felt something on his back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That instantly reminded me of the time. I don't know if you remember when we were kids and in our in our old house, Mm -hmm. our parents old house. It was an older kind of historic type of home. And so we didn't have central air. And so in the summer, it was always really hot. We had a, an air conditioning unit mm-hmm. in the downstairs level. And so whenever it was really hot, yeah. that would be on, but we would sleep downstairs. Right. So we would put sleeping bags and stuff yeah, in the living room. Yeah, because you and I were really hot and yeah. we thought it was fun. So it right. was like a slumber party. So we would sleep down there pretty mm-hmm. much. And I remember sleeping down there one really hot summer night. And when we woke up in the morning, you had told me that you had gotten scared. Because yeah. you had felt yeah. like somebody hugged you yes. in the middle of the night. Right. I remember that. And the funny thing is, I still, to this day, yeah. feel that. Do you? Once in a while, I do. Oh, gosh. And the funny thing is, is that I'm not scared. Yeah. I wonder if that's how Grant felt then. Right. And it, to be honest, ever since that happened, I always thought that it could be our grandma. So yeah, I totally remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So our next story comes in from listener Kristen. This is a cool one though, because this one is actually uh, recorded. So we have an audio snippet of Kristen that we will go ahead and play for you. She is actually telling her own personal account. Yes. So let's play that now. My friend Christy and I went to stage shop in Wilmot, Wisconsin. There's three levels to it. Um, now the first level, I don't know what it was, but it's the actual like restaurant now. The floors and the walls are all like the original stuff. There's a bar up there and like typewriters and all this really cool stuff. We went to go get our reservation. They're like, oh, it's not ready yet. So we just went upstairs to look at all the stuff. And there's a woman up there who was, like, kind of telling us about what's going on. She's like, oh, do you want to go upstairs? Because on the very top level, there is, like, rooms that were set up for when people would come and stay. And they converted the doors, I think, that were originally on there. They have, like, windows in them now. And they have a bunch of stuff like old checks and clothes and beds and things like that from the 1800s. The woman had mentioned, like, oh, 
there's, you know, so-and-so, we'll call him Henry, I guess. Um, I don't remember what she actually called him, but she's like, he's up there, harmless, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what do you mean harmless? And she's like, oh, he's, you know, a spirit. And I'm like, oh, great. The second we walked up these stairs, it was like, I got this weird, eerie feeling from the first door on the right-hand side, because there's doors on either side of the hallway, like both left and right. And I didn't, like, I just had this feeling, like, don't look in this room on the right-hand side. Like, it just, skin crawling, goosebumps, like, nauseous. Like, I'm like, I can't, like, I can't look in this room. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I just, like, started looking in the other rooms, walking down the hallway. Christy looked in the room, and she was fine. But I was just like, I don't want to look in this room. And so we walked down the hallway, and, like, the further down the hallway I got, like, the more at ease I felt. But, like, I didn't want to turn and look back down the hallway, because, again, I had that feeling, like something's going to be there, even though, you know, it might not have been there, but <laughs> I just had that feeling. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. So we got downstairs and we were talking to the woman who was, you know, in charge of what was going on up there. And she was telling us how, like, she lived next door. But she said when she moved in, she was convinced that the people who lived there right before her were like satanic worshipers. <laughs> so they were like, so she moved in and they were like, upside down like crosses in the house and like things written on the walls and scratched into the walls just some like creepy stuff and she felt really uneasy moving in there but she did and she was going to like redo the kitchen she was like plastering the walls and she said she felt hands come up like over her shoulders and like grab her shoulders and she didn't really do anything about it she just set what she had down and like left which is i'd be like i'm not coming back but she did she still lives there um, she said another time she was there, she was walking on the stairs. I can't remember if it was up the stairs or down the stairs. And she felt pressure on her back, like someone was pushing in the middle of her back with a hand. Which, again, she didn't really think anything out. She just left because she's like, I don't want to mess with that. When she finished redoing the house, had someone come in and like cleanse whatever was in there, I suppose. Um, so she didn't really have many more experiences than that, but... She said one night her daughter and her were, you know, in their rooms. They had separate rooms. And she said she heard her daughter talking. And she was, like, young, like, maybe three, I think. And so she walked in there, and she's like, who are you talking to? And she's like, oh, I'm talking to the white lady. And she looks at that for a second, and she's like, the white lady? Like, where did the white lady come from? And the daughter was like, oh, she came from the wall. But she didn't think, like, the white lady, quote-unquote, was harmful to her and her daughter. So... And she never really heard much about it after that. She was mentioning up in the middle level of stage job, there's a section for employees only. And she said back in the corner of there, there is what used to be the brothel. And she said she refuses to go back there. She's like, I get this eerie, like, skin-crawling feeling. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what I got when I was upstairs. And as soon as I said that, something tapped, like, behind the bar which was not far from us and when I say tap I mean like it sounded like someone hit a letter on the typewriter and I like looked at it and she was so casual she goes oh it's just Henry saying hi and I was like 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 the ghost and she's like yeah he doesn't normally come down to this middle level so you guys must be special and I was like I don't want to be special and she's like oh he's really harmless and that's when she started telling us a little bit more about him um she said you know, she's there till they close, and on weekends sometimes they close late, so like after midnight, you know, she'll go home and walk her dog, and she'll look knowing nobody is at the restaurant anymore, 
and she'll look in the third level and there's a window which is right next to the first staircase you walk up going to these hotel rooms upstairs and she says she'll see lights flicker on and off and i'm like oh that's so creepy but like that's actually really cool and we went to go leave and um walked around the side where we parked which is the parking lot where the barn was and i look upstairs and i see like the lights flicker like three times and i was like okay bye like bye henry <laughs> and then we left i was like as we were driving home i was telling her i was like like christy that i was like that was the creepiest and coolest experience i think i've ever had in my life food was great the actual visual aspect of like what the 1800s were like back then you know the building hasn't changed everything is pretty much set up the exact same it was incredible and the experience was pretty creepily cool so <laughs> yeah, i would highly recommend going back for sure that was a really cool account. Yeah, it was. Thanks for submitting that, Kristen. Thank you. Interesting because uh, I actually, when we when we got this recording, I did try to look up a little bit about the Wilmont Stage Shop mm-hmm. there in Wisconsin that she talks about. Yes. You can barely find anything about it. I know. Like there's no real history, anything mm-hmm. that kind of you can attribute these uh, hauntings to right henry that she calls him yes so very very interesting very puzzling mm-hmm. definitely makes me want to go visit though so apparently you get food you get a look in the museum and then you do get to meet little spirits <laughs> besides having spirits at dinner right <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool uh the next one is actually another submitted recording from listener Caitlin. So we will play that one for you here right now. So I'm going to be telling about my experience at The Elms, which was an old restaurant in El Paso, Illinois. Um, It's no longer open anymore. It hasn't been open probably for at least 10, 15, maybe 20 years. I'm not even sure. Um, But they back in this was in 2010, I believe we have this festival every year in our town and there's a lot of people that come into town for it so they decided to hold quote ghost tours at the elms because they always say that it's haunted and my mom and my cousin are really into paranormal they really wanted to experience it so we decided to sign up for the ghost tour so we got there probably eight nine o'clock at night we had these people there to tour us around Um, I wasn't expecting anything to happen because I was like, yeah, right, okay. This old restaurant in our town, yeah, totally haunted, okay. So we get there, they're kind of just letting us wander around, see what we kind of experience on our own. Didn't really give us any backstory on anything. At the very top of the building, there's like windows on all four sides and you can just kind of look around. And as my cousin and I and my mom were all three walking up there, we just felt like this weight that continued to like weigh on us and on our chests and it felt like we just couldn't breathe almost and once we got to the top it was just like this overwhelming feeling of sadness despair that kind of came over I think it was my mom that was really feeling it out of the three of us but we all kind of felt this weird anxiety as we got up there and then we started going back down the stairs went away what we ended up finding out was there was like a young girl that lived there she she wasn't from the United States and was like working there and I think just that was her place that she would go to like 
cry when she was feeling very lonely, very on her own. And the other really strange thing that kind of ended up happening was in the dining room, they had one table with two chairs set up. And that was it. No other tables or chairs were set up, but these two. So my cousin decided to go and sit on the chair. So my cousin's sitting there, and we're just talking to her, kind of deciding what we were going to do next, how we were feeling, what we had kind of experienced, because we were kind of all on our own. And she goes to get up, and she's like, I, I, I can't get up. Like, there's this weight on my chest, and my chest is hurting me, and I can't get up out of the seat. So my mom and I kind of have to help her out of the chair, and she's all rattled because she was like, that was the strangest feeling I've ever had. Like, I just can't explain it. Um, And come to find out, the reason they kind of had set the table and chairs up is because at one point, a customer of the restaurant had been sitting at this table, and they got up went to the bathroom and while they were in the bathroom they ended up having a heart attack and dying in the bathroom so it was almost as if my cousin was like feeling what they had been feeling in a way um so it was very creepy very crazy that that happened um my cousin was very rattled it was intense it was really cool getting to see both the history of it and having some experiences happen that was a really great account from Caitlin. Yes. Talking thank you. about the Elms in El Paso, Illinois. I thought it was interesting when she was talking about going up the stairs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feeling almost kind of like a shortness of breath. Right. Feeling very anxious when they finally reached the top landing, feeling mm-hmm. very, very weird, very different, very odd. Yes. And I thought that was interesting just because. I mean, that's something that you and I have experienced whenever oh, we walk into certain areas, even if we're not really too sure of the activity that's been going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Or even when she was telling that story too, the feeling of despair, mm-hmm. like it reminds me of quarters one. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Reminds me of quarters one. And so she was saying that it hit her mom more so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually surprised she didn't like start crying or anything, right. to be honest. I thought she was going to say she was going to. Right. But that's really cool. That's yeah, that was a great one. Thanks so much for that submission, Caitlin. Thank you. All right. Next story we have. Uh, it's actually one from you. It's from moi. You wanted to talk about a personal experience you had. Okay, so this experience was one that took place at my old house in Davenport sometime after college. So just a quick backstory. One of my very good friends in college, her grandparents would take her out to eat and they would invite me, you know, here and there. And so that's how I got to know her grandparents. Flash forward during this time when I used to live in this house So one night she had called me, you know, upset, very upset. And, you know, I didn't know. And I said, what's wrong? You know, my grandpa just died. He was very ill. And, you know, it was one of those where she was afraid that it was going to happen at any moment. So called me up, did that. I said, be careful. She was driving out to Prophetstown. Well, it was quite interesting because I want to say like a couple days later after his passing, I was going to bed. So I went to bed and here and there in my dreams, I don't know why, but I was dreaming of my friend. And then, you know, in the morning, 
this was I was like kind of half asleep, half awake. So it's about morning at this point. All of a sudden, I hear a slam come from the other room. Oh, my gosh. So I'm I live alone, mind you. And so in in my sleep, I'm like, what was that sound? And I'm still half asleep, half of half awake. So I think I'm dreaming this at this point. Mm-hmm. But then I'm trying to manage to wake myself up. And I'm literally laying there with my eyes open. I'm like, did I hear that or was I dreaming it? I heard it. And so I'm going back and forth like that. And then I thought, what did it sound like? It sounded like a, a door slam, but it wasn't like a door door. It sounded like, and I'm like, oh my God, my file cabinet. So I had a file cabinet in my spare room. So I'm like, oh my God, I think that's what it was. So I get up, go over there. And my, the file door cabinet was half open mm. and I always kept it shut mm. because it's like, why am I going to keep right. these drawers open? You know? And I just stood there like just staring. Like that's all I could do was just stare. But what I didn't tell you was before all of that had happened in my half awake, half asleep state, I had kind of like a a dream of her grandpa. Like he was there in my room. It was like a dream state. Mm -hmm. And he said, tell, and then my friend's name, Mm -hmm. tell her it's going to be okay. And then that's when I heard that slam. It's like to wake you up. Yeah. Wow. And I will never, ever forget that. And then immediately, you know, like seconds later, I call up my friend. I'm like, oh my God, guess what? So yeah, she was just like, oh my God. You know, so I will, I will never forget that ever. That's crazy. It was wild. Wow. Mm -hmm. I do remember when you, when you first told me that story years ago. Right. I was like, man. Yeah. Yikes. Uh huh. Good story, though. So, our last story comes in from listener JJ. Uh, so, he says The other day, in my shelving unit in my office, I noticed one of my figures was turned to the side, as if someone just grabbed it and turned it to face the other way. It's behind glass, and I wouldn't have turned it that way. I'm generally really careful about how I place things, so I know I didn't do that. But I didn't think much of it, and so I turned it back to face forward again. He goes on to say, Our house does creak a lot, so I joke that if someone is haunting us, at least we'll hear them. (laughs) Well, plus side. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I like like kind of that commentary because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very reminiscent of Going back to our mom's story with the figurines, I feel like a lot of stuff like that really does tend to happen. We might not place that much attention to it and kind of just easily disregard it, which I think sometimes, yeah, valid might not require that much attention because who knows, maybe you did accidentally accidentally do it and then you don't remember or maybe somebody knocked it over or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But there's those other times when... Maybe it is something supernatural. Exactly. You never know. You never know. Just like the file cabinet, you know, I know very well I didn't leave it open. <laughs> so that finishes up our last episode for the year. And really exciting to say Yikes. 
We've had a very fun-filled year. Yes, we did. A lot of great things happened. It was a great journey. It was. It was an unexpected journey, we can say. Absolutely. And we've met a lot of great people this Mm -hmm. year, which Mm -hmm. is incredible. Very cool people. Very cool. We're excited about that. Yeah. And I think it's just really cool, too, to be able to continue down this path and see what next year brings us. Yeah, let's see what it what it holds. Yes. So we're, of course, going to be off for the next couple of weeks. We have a lot of time with family coming yes, up. Yes, we do. Uh, I know Vanessa and I have to plan our family Christmas party. Extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. That'll take up a lot of time as well. It will, definitely. And little bit of time for us to relax yeah so if you're catching this episode and have not heard a few of the other episodes or if you this is your first time welcome (laughs) but please go back listen to the other ones yeah definitely now you have the time to catch up oh yes yes so like i said we will be back in the new year with some brand new episodes we'll see what we talk about in january when we come back yeah not sure (laughs) we'll brainstorm we'll have time to brainstorm when is it february uh when we do our investigation with eternal paranormal yeah at the ashmore estates so another plug another reminder to kind of stay tuned for that uh in the new year and we for sure will be talking about that yes so i don't remember the actual date but that will be in february and then i'm sure we'll talk about it in january at some point as well yeah and also check out our socials We are on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And again, if you want to come check us out at an event, stop by, say hi. Our next event that we will be at will be at the Haunted YMCA New Year's Eve event, of course, happening on New Year's Eve. So you can check out more information on the Haunted YMCA Facebook page and inquire about tickets and of course check out our bonfire merch store visit us there for all your happy hour needs yay oh i like that yes cute all right so with that we will see you all next year 2024 happy holidays everyone happy holidays happy new year i know you'll miss our voices (laughs) but like vanessa said go back and listen to our old episodes and we will be back soon and thanks for being part of the triple h family thank you all so much so thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the spirit lounge i'm lily and i'm vanessa and this was the haunted happy hour podcast Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.